It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Preseason Team Podcasts. Today we're going to go through the Sydney Roosters and just for something different, we've got regular Mark, regular Ryan and regular Rob here for today. (laughs) And uh, Rob, mate, starting off with you, I know you're really excited to go through the bin chickens today. Good day, everyone. Um, yeah, I, look, I just can't wait to talk about all the fantasy relevant options on the the roosters, <laughs> and the bin chickens just gets me just just every time, every time I hear it. You like that? Is that is that why you were silent for a bit there? Because you were laughing, a laugh. Just, just off, off camera, off, off mic. Yeah, just, just yeah. chuckling away. That's yeah. professionalism right there. Hitting the mute button before you start laughing. Wouldn't be us, eh, Ryan? No, mate. No, we're uh, we're always right on top of it. Yeah, straight up. Now, first off the bat, we've got this bloke staring us in the face here on our website, James Tedesco, uh, who we need to deal with first. Now. After the trauma that was 2021, where Tedesco banged out a 69 and a 71 in the first two rounds, when I didn't start with him, I made the decision in 2022 to start with James Tedesco, who proceeded to bang out a 32 and then 63, 43, 48, 23, 40, including games against the Knights, Manly, Broncos, Cowboys, Rabbitohs, who we didn't know that the Cowboys were good at this time, and, and the Warriors. Now, boys... I mean, Ryan. Maybe we we'll start with you. You're, are you? Uh, you're. A, a, I. You strike me as somebody who would be serially someone who wouldn't start with Tedesco. Really? That, that's something that would. Uh, <laughs> you would. You would think that about me, would you? Yes. I'm not a not a not a Tedesco man. No. Look, I, th- I think you're right. Um, look, he, he's a he's a obviously a great player, but last year he really didn't hit his stride until. Um, what about round seven, and then obviously went into that Origin break, and then picked it up again after after Origin. Um, the Roosters are they're typically slow starters. Like obviously last year they lost to the Knights in round one, and the, the Knights obviously weren't a particularly good team. Um, they were the Dolphins round one uh, up in Suncorp. Um, I'm, I'm look, I'm sure Wayne will have the Dolphins tuned up for this. How much they can do against a. I think they're the second pick in the premiership betting at the moment, the Roosters. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting because obviously the, the good coaches know premierships aren't won in round one. Um, a lot of these guys, they don't get their players absolutely primed and humming, or at least they aim to until the back end of the season. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's likely we see another Tedesco slow start out of the gates. But even so, uh, even if he does come out... Um, firing well. I just don't see a whole lot of value here. Um, he's already priced at about, what, 54, 55? Sort of. Three. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you're going to need him to be pushing a 60 average to really offer or high 50s at least to be pushing, you know, into like value territory. And since the reduction in the tackle busts, it's just, it's really nerfed his scoring. So, yeah, no, not for me. I mean, adding insult to injury, uh, they also have a buy in round four. But mm. even without that, I think he's not a good buy, particularly at this time. Somebody I'll be targeting come round, like, if for head-to-head players, round 14 onwards is when you want James Tedesco because he only has one buy and it's in one of the major buy rounds. But pile on. If 
you want to uh, find out more about that, just check out my article when it comes out in a, a week or two. Uh, but Tedesco, he's yeah, he's a good someone to have at the end. But I mean, if you're looking for someone to get your mid fifties, you can have Valentine Holmes for 150k less. Uh, who doesn't have a buy then and also misses all the same origin rounds. So uh, anything to add here on Tedesco, Rob, before we move on? Oh, I think it's just one of those ones where there's a there's usually a point in the season where you want to buy Tedesco, and it's usually when Ryan says that he's got a poor schedule coming up. Yeah. It's, it's right before the state of origin period in, like, round 11 where he bought him down. Because, like, oh, good, good, good Lord, there was a time at the end of last season where, <laughs> where um, it was like there was a clear and obvious time to buy Tedesco, and um, – Brian was like, yeah, no, he's got a bad schedule, and then he just ripped it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, I, I wasn't wrong. He did have a bad schedule. Just Tedesco didn't give a shit. He was going to score regardless. And that's right. I think <laughs> it's one of those ones. It's one of those ones where he's just, he just scores occasionally just incredible scores, and you just you can't really, you can't really bet against him on those kind of ones. He might, he might score 100 against the Dolphins, you know, but, like, I, I, just, can't, I just can't see myself starting with him. I think that would still be a case of wrong process, right result, or that's right. Yeah, he's he's never been a good person to start with. There's always a point at some point in the season where you should buy him, and it's never the start. All right, so let let me ask you guys a question without notice and no cheating. Uh, I don't know if you have already. How many wing fullbacks are more highly owned than James Tedesco? Ooh, um, excluding the cheapies or including the cheapies? No, including the cheapies. <sighs> I'm going to say four. Rob? I think uh, the hammer is probably up there. Correct. But then I can't imagine there's that many more. Maybe, yeah, top Maybe. top five. There's only two that are more highly owned than James Tedesco. Wow. Hammers one, and the other one is Valen Stefare. Oh, yeah. Notable, oh, notable top 17 player, Valen yeah. Stefare. <laughs> well, I, I actually he's actually currently sitting in my team because I think there's a good chance he's going to displace Osako personally. But No, who's um, going to kick goals, though? Sean O'Sullivan. D- what's, what's, he, what's he kicking? Doesn't matter. It's... It, <laughs> Why did they it's sign? Not why did they time. sign Nezako if not they to kick goals? Or Tessie knew at that time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Look, I'm not a fan of Nezako, and I'll no. I'll die on this hill. But yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone is a fan of Nezako. He was just the first player that was available. Yeah, so, he's ours. We'll take him. Yeah. How much does he cost? Yeah. It's not important. Yeah. But no, I just think it's possible. But yeah, they're the only two. So Tedesco is number three. Um, Talking League has been pushing the Tedesco wagon for the last couple of weeks. Just, just look at, I think, just for the listener, just look at how he started seasons for the last like yeah. four or five years. It's really been, there's been one year, I can't remember, it might have been 2020, 2021, where he, where, he, where he made money. But apart from that, he's lost 100K at least every single year. So just don't do it to yourself. And they've also got the second highest, second hardest schedule of any team. Just don't do it to yourself. Yeah. So come up. Yeah. I was just going to say, look at some of this wing fullback ownership. It's kind of wild. Like Reese Walsh and Lachlan Miller are the same. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wild, uh, um, you, I think Luttrell is the only uh, big price, um, like like expensive wing fullback that's worth starting with. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm fir- I'm a firm believer in the bargain basement budget. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Anything under four hundred k in the wing fullback department will do me. Yep. But all you got to look at the fact, just look at the fact that Joseph Suwali is more highly owned than Xavier Savage. That tells you everything you need to know about the fantasy community. Yep. You're a bunch of idiots. No, just kidding. That's why you're listening to this podcast. We love you all. No, <laughs> so, so the Roosters are going to have Daniel Tupo on one wing, and it seems like Jackson Paulo on the other wing. On our website at the moment, we've got Momorowski listed at centres, but but we're not going to die on that hill, and it seems like maybe it's going to be Jackson Paulo on the left wing uh, outside of Joseph Suwali, who's going to be playing at centre by the sounds of it. Now, you'll be surprised to know that in addition to sucking for fantasy on the wing, he also sucks for fantasy at centre. Uh, reserve so, so Ali. Yeah, that one. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, four games at centre in uh, reserve grade at an average of 23, um, despite having three tries. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. a little bit of a grain of salt, though. Like, wasn't that his first season? 2021, pretty old ball. Yeah, still, like he was what seventeen at that stage. Like, I think, I think a little bit of, I think you can mark for improvement. Like, obviously, it's not great, but I think you have to mark for a little bit of improvement. Um, I still don't think I'd start with him, but I could see Sawali being a keeper center at some point. Might not be this year. It might be next year, but I think he is talented. Um, he's in a very good side. He's likely going to be getting some attacking stats, but. Um, Again, I think he's in the sort of same boat with Tedesco. Like, we know uh, Robbo isn't going to have this side humming round one. He knows it's a, it's a long season ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think it just wait and see with Sawali, see what he puts out yeah. uh, for now, because we really don't have much of a sample. No, what age is he playing on, Sawali? Le- right? Yeah, left. Left. Left, left. I actually think he's a better centre than fullback. Well, I agree. What we've seen so far, that's not really a big, uh, a high mass to have to jump over. Mm. Yeah. I think Swali's ceiling is Joey Manu in a couple of years' time, but I don't think he's there yet. No, mm. he's not there. No, he's it, it, uh, and he's his centre average in reserve grade and NRL is almost identical, and it's ten points lower than where he's currently priced. So yeah, no, you never start a with him. Da- a lot of downside. Ten yeah. percent of coaches. With him in their team, more than ten percent of coaches. Big, the big, hard no on here on this one. On the other side here, Joseph Manu, seven hundred and thirty k, break even a fifty in sixteen percent of teams. Probably the worst round one starting decision that you could make. Uh, having a look at his center starts, uh, twenty twenty, his average is thirty seven point one. Twenty twenty one, his average thirty six point four. They changed the way that they let him attack it from centre in 2022, average 46. He's still priced at 50. That was the upside, the 46. That was the upside. You look at his spine starts, 52.5 in 2020, 2021, 53.7, 2022, 85.7 in the spine. He's not playing in the spine. He's playing at centre. Boys, why? Is Joseph Manu owned by 16% of teams in round one. Everyone knows you buy Joseph Manu in round 14. 
It's, it's just one of those times where he's yeah yeah he, he he's played out of position and played incredibly well, and he's yeah brand name brand name right like he's he's been awesome when he's been playing at fullback when Teddy's not playing or in in the halves when was it Kerry was out was that what happened yeah Kerry yeah um but yeah look he's he's just playing at center and he's priced at fifty like it's is he the most expensive expensive center he must be. Oh, by far. Yeah, that, yeah. by a mile. Yeah. yeah, there's two There's two interesting points here. So I did an article on Manu. So he was heavily involved in the Roosters' attack at centre, nine tries and eight try assists in 13 games. So that's between rounds three and rounds 20. And then he went quiet at the business end for the final four games. Interestingly, 39% of Joseph Manu's scores even last year where he averaged 46, so 39% of them, so two in five, were below 40. So for context, Dylan Edwards averages more at full book, full back than Joseph Manu did at centre in 2022. Mm-hmm. Edwards is a jet, though. Edwards is a jet, <laughs> but the point is you're paying Sermon 130k for a yeah. guy who's probably going to average five points less than his starting price. Uh, yeah. you you Plus the buy in round four. So here's yeah. the play. For Manu, start with Valentine Holmes, ride him up to like 750K, ass drops out of Manu, he's down at like 680 or whatever, sell Holmes to Manu in round 14, plus 100K, get Manu for all of his games in the spine when Tedesco's out. Yeah, he's, he's not playing Origin. Origin. Done. Yeah. That's good. This is a great shout. Bang. Done. Any thoughts here, right? Mate, no, you, you're spot on. I, I read your article. I think it's... Perfect, to be honest. Even if you look at um, Manu's starting scores for the last, you know, couple of years, it sort of mirrors Teddy. Um, he had a 34-22-38 to start last year, and then he started to hit his strides at centre, started racking up the tries, which is similar to what Teddy did. Um, 2021, he went 45-37-55-41-37. You know, obviously he's improved as a player since then, had a 13 to um but a little bit of a better start. In 2020, he started 35, 21, 15, 37, and then he started to pick it up after that. So, yeah, look, I, I certainly think he's one you can wait on. Yeah, patience will be your reward, Grasshopper, or something like that. That, that sounded profound, didn't it? Huh? It did. Very, very deep, mate. Lo- lovely. All right. Luke Keery's going to play 5-8. Sam Walker's going to play halfback. TK's man, man with the plan, Sam Walker. He's 80 kilos. Ring and wet sometimes. No, he's not really. He's probably less than that. He's probably 75 kilos ring and wet. Um, Ryan, you <laughs> looked at Walker? Yep. Take me through it. Yeah, look, um, I think depending on the role in this spine Walker plays, um, obviously last year uh, uh, the Talking Lee boys were big on the Sam Walker train. Um but, uh, yeah, obviously that didn't really pay off too well. Um, he wasn't terrible, but um, not great. Uh, uh, but if you look at the back end of last year, right, I think is when he really took over um, control of this team and became the lead sort of playmaker. Um, so, obviously, this coincided with um, Kiri getting injured at first. He moved to halfback. Um, and his kick meters spiked dramatically. Um, as uh, He just became the, the halfback rather than the 5'8". And this continued even when Kiri came back. So, I guess that's that's where the value is. So, over the last uh, nine games of last year, he averaged just a tick under 50. Um, 
So there is some value there, but Walker is also one of those players that's, I should say, there is some value there if he continues that role. But Walker is also one of those players that Fan Harbour's messed with his price a little bit. So he did only average 42 last year, but they've priced him at 44. So a big chunk of the value is gone already. Um, so I think priced at 44, you need him to be a keeper if you're buying. And look, I just don't see it personally. I, the Roosters would really have to be humming. And as we've touched on with Teddy and Manu, they're usually a little bit of a slow starting team. Um, so look, yeah, there is some value here, at least I think if he continues that role. But yeah, just not enough for me to start, especially when we've got so many other good half options around as well. Like that's the big one. Yeah. Okay. Well, just, I mean, this is the hard thing, right? You look at 2022, Rob, you probably haven't looked as, as as close as Ryan has at Walker stats. So let me ask you this. What's the maximum amount of games in a row last year that Walker scored 50 or more points? I just, I know that he just finished the season well. And that's, that's, that, but that's, I mean, that's the kind of narrative on Walker, isn't it? Is that he took can I, over can I give you the last seven. six scores? Please. And Walker. 37, 46, 35, 69, 31, 50. Yep. That's it's an average the, of... That's a it's not the 50 base. Out. It's not the 50 base you want, is it? No, it's nothing, mate. It's So the mm. maximum amount of 50-plus scores in a row that Sam Walker scored last year was two. Mm. And it was a yeah. 68 and a 64 against the Dragons and the Knights with two tries. No, that's a lot. One try and one non-try. I think it's also important to note here he had a shit ton of goal kicks as well. Like he averaged yeah. um, close to like over five a game, um, which look for a team like the Roosters, it's not ahead of the realm of possibility. Uh, yep. Over five a game in that halfback run, I should say, where he averaged close to 50 um, for the season was under four. But in that run where the Roosters were humming and Walker was putting up some okay scores, um, yeah, he was kicking a lot of goals and not, not – uh, <laughs> Who was the player in the last podcast you said was kicking goals? But Murdoch Masilla. Ben Murdoch, mate. <laughs> there is a chance that Ben Murdoch Masilla averages more fantasy points this year than Samuel. <laughs> yeah, is he kicking wrong. goals? No. Only if he's kicking Who's goals. Who's kicking goals? Who's kicking goals? Trust me, Jimmy. Yeah, no, look, uh, I think Walker's an avoid. Uh, the, I think he's interesting, like looking at some of these stats, like it's definitely interesting. Uh, um, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked it. Um, but yeah, no, there's just not enough here. He's so much more expensive than he was last year as well. Yeah. Mm. He was sub sub 600 last year. Like he was like 550, I think. Yeah, honestly. Mm. I look and at he still numbers, wasn't value. I, I can't see any realm, any possibility that I would even be remotely interested in Sam Walker. No. And I'd be 100%. 55. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if, if TK, I don't know if you actually listen to the podcast, TK, but if you do, I'll take a bet with you straight up for mm. a – a player like a team jersey, Sam Walker versus Sean Johnson this year. The, the only issue with Sean Johnson is injury, I think. Mate, don't speak negatively. Don't speak it into existence. No, but but that's that's it, right? But right. Sam Walker's not immune to injury either. Yeah. No, so Sam Walker's last ten games of the season, he averaged forty-eight. But his last nine, he averaged fifty-one. Yeah, but I think that's a weird all, all the, pick. Well, no, it's, it's all the games he it's all the games he started at halfback. He played what nine games at yeah. halfback. So that's that's when Kiri got in. So that that's oh, was it uh, ten actually? It might have been what four, four. No, it was nine. Yeah. So his last nine games he played at halfback when um, 
when he took over. So that that's the reason you'd pick that sample. But yeah. I just look no, at you're the right. games it's, he's it's inconsistent. On the right versus the games he played on the left, because that round fifteen game looks like that's the one against the Eels, the thirty two mm. against the Eels, mm. where he kicked forty eight percent of the kick meters. But there was a game later where he only kicked thirty nine percent of the kick meters against I Manly. So I think I, I think that game against the Eel, Eels was the one where Kiri potentially got injured. Right. Oh no, oh, no, Hutchinson was in the side. So, yeah, so after that game, Hutchinson was dropped and then Manu moved to 5-8 and Walker was the uh, halfback. Yeah, but obviously we know that Kiri's going to kick more than what Manu was. Sure, but, like, Walker's uh, kick meters were still high upon Kiri's return last year. Like, if we look at Kiri, um, when he returned, he, mo- he moved to 5-8 because um, he had, like, what, that head knock. Um, he averaged 140 meters per game at 5'8 compared to when he was playing halfback earlier in the year, it was over 300. So, like, more than half his kick meters disappeared when Sam Walker moved to halfback. Oh, sure. I, I guess I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is the upside for Sam Walker is 51, it seems. Mm, no. Yeah. I feel like we've spent too much time on a guy that's not a buy and we agree. <laughs> no, no, but the point is we need to kick it around, mate, because yeah. because the you know, we've got to iron out all of the bloody we've got to even the ledger up across the fantasy community. True. Is what it is. Balance the force. Where is he? Where is Walker? He's well his ownership's pretty low. It must just be TK. It's one point nine percent. It's just passing it's just TK. It's all it's TK and all his burner teams. No, but TK said that um <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I think TK said Walker and Hines were his halves combo. Yeah, they are. That's in his, yes. they posted their teams earlier today and that was, that yeah. Was, yeah. But I, I just, I just want odds on that being his halves combo when the round oh, starts. 0%, mate. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah, he's going to, he'll, he's, he's talked himself, he's done the Mirage thing. Do you remember when we did the Mirage article? Oh, yeah, Oasis, Oasis, Oasis Mirage. In, yeah. yeah, in the off season. And you come back to it and you realise that you just need to stick with your meat and potatoes, Jackson Hastings. Well, assuming he goal kicks. Assuming he goal kicks. Barry Tui says otherwise. I'd actually love to take him out. I'd love to take him out and put Sean Johnson in there. That would make me so happy. And I'd save the 100K. Do it it right now, mate. And you can take on Sam Walker against TK. Oh, mate. No, I I really, I do actually, legit, I'll take a jersey bet for, for Sam Walker versus Sean Johnson this year. I love that so much. Is it a bush? Is it a bush jersey? Oh yeah, bush jersey. You buy me if if it ha- if if you're listening. I assume you're not, but if you are, I'll take a bush jersey for the Warriors in a medium. When who does who does TK support? He's a shark. He's a sharks fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankees man. Yeah, he just loves he just loves specific players, and Walker's one of those guys. Which you know, I can see the appeal. Sam Walker's the future Queensland halfback. Hundred percent. Hey. He is. In the next two to three years, he'll be the Queensland State of Origin halfback. One thing I remember today, which is completely not relevant to the Roosters, but um, Bronson Cherry's back next year. How fun's that? Uh, yeah, that fun's <laughs> a word that you could use to describe that, for sure. <laughs> fun is a word. At the, at the dogs. I, I'm just I'm wondering what his price is going to be. Yeah, it will be, be playing super interesting. Mate, it doesn't matter. We don't know he's going to be. He's going to be massive. He's playing prop. It'll, we got no data. This is going to be the longest podcast. It's all It's all love. It's You know, if you want to hear some positive Sam Walker chat, head over to the Talking League podcast. One thing One thing that we meant, forgot to mention also is that uh, Tapao's moved to the Broncos. Oh, that's not fantasy relevant, mate. Come on. No, I know, but it's just, a, you know, we like to mention these little 
It was the exclusive for the people of Instagram, mate. What are you talking about? Actually, I yeah, think no, it was, puts it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it automatically sends it across. Yeah, we're across, we're across all platforms, mate. Okay, boys. <laughs> Victor Brandon Edley. Smith, Brandon Smith. I think there's like a 20% chance that he's not a good buy. I agree. <laughs> like, And it might be higher than 20 uh, it's just the always about. Brandon Smith thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, just, I just don't think it's worth finding out. No, if... <laughs> it's really not. This is one of those game theory things where, like, if you check yeah. out the game theory article, it talks about the value of potting and anti-potting, and this would be the mother of all anti-pods. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it would be someone with no upside. It would be, like, a little or something. Oh, yeah, no, but you wouldn't go, not okay, helpful. You'd go to... You'd get an Aaron Clark. Robson. Yeah, yeah, or you just completely skip him and go to a Corey Horsburgh or something like that, or a Pangai. Which he Pangai is probably the one if you were going to shoot for upside. But it's yeah, on edge if he's on the edge. Yeah, so I had a look at Brandon Smith in the games where Cameron Smith was still the hooker, but Brandon Smith. So this is all in the article on our website. Cameron Smith was still a hooker, but Brandon Smith was playing hooker through the origin period. Average 65 minutes for 52, uh, sorry, 50.7, but no tries in that span. So corrected that. That's a mid 50s average with his try scoring. Um, I looked at his 2020 matches where Grant was at the Tigers. So, you know, he was playing, he was definitely playing hooker. Well, that might, that must, maybe that's an auto. That's a typo, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, we've got a 13 game sample of games where he actually played hooker across 2021 and 22, average 56.7. And and that's in any 66.5 minutes, which is enough for me to want to buy him. So that's games where he wasn't spending time at lock, where his PPM is actually worse at lock, I think. So yeah, I think he's I think he's low sides like forty eight, forty nine. Is that Ryan? Is that your read? But you know, upside to the fifty five, and it's not worth finding out. Is that your thoughts? Yeah, essentially. Um, like I think there's obviously some value here, given his what priced in the low forties um, or even 40 high thirties. Forty, forty, yeah, yeah forty. Yeah, so I think worst case, we're looking at, what, seven points of value, um, which is enough to get me in considering the upside, considering the ownership. Um, it's very likely not going to be a disaster if you buy him. Like, I don't uh, – his, his, I think his downside is, outside of injury, is that he just holds price, which not not the biggest thing in the world. You know, not the biggest disaster in the world when everyone else owns him. So, yeah, I just don't want to find it. I just don't want to antipod this one and then find out he's actually a 55 average keeper hooker playing in a jet side and the entire world owns him except for me. Yeah, I can't see any reason, any any way for him to average 40. I think I could see him averaging 45 yeah. and being a bust for sure. But, yeah, yeah more likely That's, I think it's and, 48 to 53 with upside for more than that. And the hooker ju- and the hooker mid jewel is so rare and so valuable. So helpful, so oh, helpful. That's the well, the cutter of luck. Yeah, him, Aaron Clark, and like Hopgood. You know, between them three, you're going to cover so much ground in those jewels mm. and Tanner Boyd. So, yeah, no, I think he's a buy and move on. Even though if he wasn't forty seven percent owned, he wouldn't be. 
And Ruth's buy is round four. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's fine. I think like you're, you're going to be pretty well set. Yeah. You're obligated. There's, you don't have a, you don't have a choice because the fantasy community hasn't given you one. No, they haven't. Is the short version. Guys, the middle forwards, Jared Bobia Hargreaves, they're trying to get him over to Super League, which should actually be probably really good for everybody involved uh, in that equation. But, you know, he, he won't do it. Uh, and Lindsay Collins, somebody did an article on Lindsay Collins. I know, Ryan, you were a bit uh, enthusiastic about him at one stage. Have you changed your mind around that? Yeah, it was just a tertiary glance at him when um, that Watson news came down. But, uh, like, obviously, friend of the show, NRL Physio pointed out that's it's been what two weeks since Watson got injured, and there's not, actually not been any news from the club. Nothing. Uh, they haven't said anything about whether <laughs> Watson is actually injured or how serious his injury is. So, um, and I'm not. I'm not sure it matters to be honest. Like, Lock Collins has never been a massive minutes guy, and um, yeah, like the Watson injury, I don't think will will drastically affect Collins's. Um, minutes or what we think he's going to project so yeah i think 50 minutes is sort of uh his role yeah who it is going to impact potentially is victor radley yeah who already is god's gift to fantasy but with this injury (laughs) no i'm just messing with you all right guys all i want is victor radley to be fantasy relevant at some point in his life biggest the biggest hypocrite ever ribbon tk about his love for sam walker and then getting back on the radley train again you imagine it'd be the biggest (laughs) hypocrite move ever i do have to i do have to point out i'm obligated to point out that he's priced at 40 but also last year a average 45.7 in games that he played 55 plus minutes so no good He he seems like a a Brandon Smith candidate, except no one owns him, so you don't have to take the the risk. (laughs) Yeah, no, just avoid it. Just don't do it to yourself. That's literally what it says on the website is, look, at this point, just don't do it to yourself. That's the (laughs) analysis, and that's all you need to know. That that today. Yeah. Now, guys, the two edgeback rowers, Angus Crichton, Elite Gun, probably a top two to three edgeback rower this year. He could have like a little tickle of value potentially, but probably not. Um, Rob, any, any strong feelings about Angus Crichton? Who are your, who are your top three edgeback growers? Well, it's Papali'i and then there's like a massive John Bateman, gap. maybe? No, well, Ed, he's, not, he's a lock, mate. He's not playing on the edge. Oh, but he'll he's have a, your drive. He is, he, is, he is an edge, though. He is no, a, no, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm just being silly, but um, no, it's going to be. I think it's going to be probably Angus too. And Madison, is he even eligible? He's not eligible, is he? No, I think he's. Is he just mid? He's a mid- no, no, yeah, he's mid only. Yeah, mid only. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I'd, I'd back John Bateman in third. I know Ryan will be all in on David Fafita third. No, oh, mate, he's my, he's my Radley. No, I think the NRL NRL.com will have him in, in the top three. But NRL.com would have even Bullymore third, mate. <laughs> I think they'd have at least Katoa top three, but Oh mate, he's a weapon. He's he's yeah, no. But no Crichton, was, yeah, I think it's Crichton. How good, how good was Crichton how good was Crichton last year, I think. That's the that's the 
thing. Well, he was, isn't pre- it? was pretty. He was pretty crap. He was pretty crap to start the year. But, 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 but like there was a point in time where we could buy him, and he was like supreme value. And then he, he, ended, up being in, he ended up being in, in Will's team, you know. So he wasn't mm-hmm. crap, was he? Like he was one of the best edges. I mean. If you brought him when me and Mark did in like round eight when he was like six hundred thousand, then yeah, you're absolutely yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, obviously. So here's yeah. the point, boys. Is he priced at fifty six in twenty twenty two? His back row average was fifty six, but mm-hmm. twenty twenty he averaged sixty two, and twenty twenty one he averaged fifty eight and a half. So between those two seasons, there could be some value there. It's just a small drop in base stats, uh, and a, a drastically reduced tack, uh, try scoring rate. So 40-plus try scoring the last two seasons at the Roosters, 2020 and 2021, and then down to 25% last year. So he's definitely a potential candidate for some tr- positive try scoring re- regression and, and maybe tickling the low side of 60. Uh, but, you know, at that price, probably not somebody you want to be jumping into. Is that is that your feeling, boys? Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep, great. Now, is, there it, is, is he origin? Yes. 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 Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. More than likely. The um the other guy we need to have a conversation about is Nat Butcher, who's on the other edge with Satili Tupinua, uh not back. Obviously, they're going to have Matt Lodge off the bench more than likely. I don't actually think he's signed a contract yet. Uh, but Nat Butcher, 33 career performances on the edge, average 49.4, comes in priced at 47. Uh, but it seems to be one of those ones. So 2020, four games at 55. 2022, 14 games at 52.8. 2021, he had a low year at 43 and uh, 65 minutes. But, I mean, he's an 80-minute edge back rower. Any interest in Nat Butcher from you, Ryan? Um, look, personally, I'm of the opinion he's got at least five points of value. I think he can average low to mid-50s, which is great. Um if he was a keeper, if you think he's a keeper, then I think he's a buy. The problem is we've got Satili Tupanua coming back mid-season. Um, there's not enough value in that butcher if he's if you're just hoping he's a cash cow. So you need him to be a keeper averaging low to mid-50s, similar to, say, like a Tyson Frizzell. Um, but unlike Frizzell, you don't know if he's going to hold that position or if he's going to hold 80 minutes. Um, there's a strong chance maybe he's a... A uh, fifty-minute edge, or you know, say a thirty-minute edge and a twenty-minute middle, um, or a thirty-minute middle, and Tupinu is playing fifty minutes off the bench when he comes back, or he's playing thirty minutes off the bench. Anything that really eats into Butcher being an eighty-minute edge um, uh, basically takes him out of keeper contention once once Tupinu returns. So that's the concern. Yeah, I mean the other concern. I mean, like I actually think Butcher is going to be the edge, and Tupinu is going to be the the impact off the bench forward because he's going to be underdone to Benua. And I think Robson, not Robson, Trent Robinson knows Bye-bye. better than to, to mess with the combinations. So just career since 2019. So 19, 20, 21, 22, uh, Nat Butcher's average when he plays at least 70 minutes on the edge is 54.3 with a 40% try scoring rate, which is, you know, more or less what Angus Crichton's was. He had a, one game there last year where he, Got a ninety with four tries against the Tigers, uh, but you know he's a he's a strong base of fifty point four, little bit of attack, little bit of negative. Um, but the more I look at him, the more I'm sort of interested and maybe trust him a little bit more than Tyson Brazil. But 
like like you say, you can hang on to Frizzell for the whole year. And given the fact that our second best average edge is 56 at this point, whether you get Frizzell who gets 53, 54, you don't have to spend a trade on him. You can just keep him for the whole year until right at the end. Not playing Origin. Yeah, yeah not playing – well, more than likely not playing Origin. Mm. Um, that's probably the way that, that we need to go with that one, boys. Yeah, I tend to agree. And also given the fact that the Knights have a pretty good draw to start the year and no buy till round 10 um, versus, mm. say, the Roosters by round three, a bit of a tougher schedule. Is he going to be getting well, those tries in the early part of the year? I don't know. It's um, Yeah. yeah the, it's but on the, on the flip side, the duel, but also mm. there's you know, a lot of options that are mid-eligible as well. The trappy duel, eh? Yeah. I think it, it maybe it's in uh, it's inflating his value where it doesn't deserve to be inflated. Mm, I, I, I tend to agree, but yeah. Mm. Uh, in, uh, on second examination, I'm not seeing actually a huge amount of difference between Frizzell and Butcher, but Butcher's 20k more and has a worse buy, which you know answers my question probably as well. So, yeah. Any further thoughts on the Roosters here, boys? Uh, avoid them. <laughs> Yeah. Other than Brandon Smith, avoid them. Yeah, love it. Mm. Love it, sick. Can't tempt you in a sneaky Matt Lodge. Well, if he gets a is contract. He if the... Is he going to sign? Well, I mean, we, we, actually... need some, we need some CBA yeah. stuff, right? To yeah, we're actually going to get a season. No, the salary cut's done, mate. We're... There's going to be a season. It'll just be... The salary cut's done, but it's like the players against the NRL now, isn't it? I oh, mate, I, I got to be honest. I reckon this is all just PVL's master plan. Like you think about it, the NRL's in the news when the Australian Open's on. Like you got to think PVL loves that. He's happy he to draw this out right till the end of February. Right till yeah. like you know mid February, he's happy to draw this out. Keep the NRL in the news. Yeah, it's funny because all of the things. If you look at the media release from the Players Association, all the things that they're asking for are not hard to do. No, mm. it's like. CBA for the NRLW and a bunch of like stuff for like supporting players once they finish rugby league. All of which I'm sure the NRL is happy to do because it'll be them. It'll make them actually look good. I think Ryan, I think you're on the money. And yep. between the terrible weather, Kyrgios not actually playing, I reckon PVLs looked at this and went, I reckon we can get some some gear out of this. And um, yeah. yeah. That, and you know they keep going. They keep going like, oh, they're holding out of media, media bloody opportunities or whatever. Except then you know the bulldogs go and post a video on their thing today and whatever. Like there's no, there is there. I can there's I can tell you for absolute sure there's no difference in the NRL media coverage from this year to any other year. I haven't mm. even noticed any sort of strike related anything's. No. And, you know, it's all part of PVL's master plan to uh, make NRL the greatest code on earth. Not that it oh, was mate. already. He's a flog, but he's a great man. He knows what he's doing. It, it is the best code. <laughs> That's a big thing, just statement coming from a, a New Zealander. Hey, Rob, just, just out of interest, mate, how are New Zealand currently going in the cricket now? Oh, it is. Has it deteriorated? 64 further? for six. Oh, beautiful. Ooh, saved it. So, like, they've put on, you know, <laughs> it was 15 for 5 or something. <laughs> yeah. This is giving away which day we're recording this podcast, but... That's all right. That's okay. The people know. The, the, the people are aware. And they if know it was listened... birthday the other day when we recorded the Dragons podcast as well. If they've listened 39 minutes through this podcast, they deserve it. 
Yeah. Bit of cricket chat. No. Bit of cricket chat. Yeah. As we all know, the only cricket is test cricket. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the World Cup every four years. Yeah. Mm. And maybe some sort of beach tournament where whoever the Prime Minister is of Australia at that particular time opens the tournament by bowling the first ball. <laughs> Bring John Howard back for his... <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you reckon if if Anthony Albanese bowled a cricket, what sort of bowl do you reckon? Do you reckon he's a... What sort of bowl? Is he a right arm... <sighs> like, is he right arm... He's like, lift arm. Pass or what? I don't have any um, faith in... I don't have any faith in any politician to bowl not anything but pass. They all bowl yeah. pass. <laughs> I want for next podcast the be- the best the best Australian Prime Minister bowler. Who do you think? It's got to be Bob Hawke. It's got to be Bob Hawke. Bob Hawke. Bob Hawke. <laughs> Half cut while he does it too. Who Half do you cut. reckon? Who do you reckon would bowl a better ball right now? Like today, if we line them up to bowl a ball. Albanese or Bob Hawke? Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say Albanese just because I, I think Bob Hawke died. <laughs> but, um, Did he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Stop <laughs> laughing about it. It's so funny. Have a sweep for the great man. For, oh, have a sweep. Oh, it was 2019. Can- that was a long time. <laughs> that shows uh, how, how kept up how kept up we are on the bloody politics of Australia, <laughs> mate. All about, all about the greens, eh? Oh, all oh, about the okay. greens, mate. Yeah. Uh, no, let's let's. Okay. How about this one? Who would? Who do you reckon would like do a better decathlon, Albanese or Joe Biden? Oh, Albanese. Biden can barely barely knows where he is. <laughs> Did you did you hear Biden Biden was speaking about the Golden State Warriors and he said the big three and he said um Draymond Steph and then tried to say Kyrie but they f- forgot Clay Thompson's name. <laughs> it was truly <laughs> it was truly incredible. Yeah, in fairness I would forget Clay, Com- Clay Thompson's oh, dear. name. But it's quite a clear it's quite it's a clear time three, you know, and they we were live, at his house. It's yeah, it's we live in a simulation. Real, that's not even real basketball, the NBA anyway. It's closer oh. to like WWE wrestling than it is to an actual sport. Yeah. yeah we live in a simulation. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> We live in a simulation, I know it. <laughs> All right. It's you the know, only thing okay. that explains it. Here's the last hot take of the day, guys. You know who I reckon the, the world leader that would be the best cricket player out of all of the, the world leaders is, is probably Jacinda Ardern anyway. Yeah, but she's gone. Uh, I reckon I reckon I'd have a um have a bet on Imran Khan. <laughs> yeah, Imran goes pretty well. <laughs> is, he the, is he the is he what is he is he the Prime Minister of Pakistan? He was. I don't, I don't I don't think he is anymore, but he was, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that uh the 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 Chick from Finland who's like thirty and she's the prime minister. She might be that by just pure athleticism, I think she might get there. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the Finns are drunk all the time anyway. So do you think, do you think Rishi goes all right? Sorry, um, the UK, the new UK prime minister, Rishi. Oh, well, don't they have a new one every couple of months nowadays? Yeah, every time yeah. he comes on the TV, I just want to turn it off. They'll, yeah. they'll date this podcast. We'll, we'll have a new. They'll have a new prime minister by next week. <laughs> well, we've already dated the podcast by saying, "Yeah, uh, New Zealand." How do we, how do we get here? 
<laughs> I'm going Imran Khan. That's my pick. Okay. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. It's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I reckon Safe Peter pick. Dutton hit it. Peter Dutton hit him for six. <laughs> it deported him. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna finish this podcast. Sydney ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> Appreciate your time. We'll see you next time where we're going to talk about the West Tigers and see how far it can deteriorate. <laughs> Love you guys.